BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, millennials. Welcome back to the Morning Toast. Happy Thursday. We're on the latter half of the week. Congratulations, Jackie. You did it. You made it. We made it. It's always a beautiful sight to see on a Thursday. Plus, we've got a little doo-doo here today. Doo-doo. He wanted to come in because he, too, was really quaking at last night's episode of Real Housewives of Orange County and he wanted to be here for the recap to make sure his points were were noted. I would love to hear what he thinks. So he will be speaking up. He's going to rest and then he will be speaking up during the TV recap segment of this show which is at the end as you know. Very very exciting. We've got a great show for you guys today. Lots to discuss. Lots actually, of fast five. We do have a lot to discuss. A whole it's, a wide array of stories. It's that time of year where like every publication every app is doing their year round Blank of the year. Oh, we wrapped. don't have any blanks of the year no, today. No, it's just like, I'm having PTSD. No, not PTSD. Deja vu from last year. I feel like at a certain point, like every, at the end of every year, it's like Spotify wrapped, time, person of the year, like all these things happen at the end of the year. Sort of. I was like love, we're always just like recapping. Yes, I would love to have a blank of the year today, but there is none that caught my eye. Did you see Rolling Stone release their like 50 best songs of the year? No. All Too Well 10 minute version was number two. What was number one? Um... A Wiz Khalifa song I hadn't heard. Okay, cool. You know, they love, like, I didn't know half the songs on the list. Like, Rolling Stone, in order to, like, maintain their image, like, has to throw in, like, a bunch of shit you've never heard. Yeah, it can't just be Spotify Top 50, what the actual top songs right, of the year what were. people actually enjoyed. Right, no. They yeah. have to go off book. But that's cool for All Too Well. Maybe we'll get some more blanks of the year next week. Yeah, I, as the year comes to an end. The last full work week for us. And then, as always, we like to do our personal blanks of the year. We do that on oh, Patreon, yeah. like, our top... Movies of the year, top TV shows, books, products, etc. This is just like a bizarre year. Like, it's just a deja vu. Like this year was the same as 2020. A hundred percent agreed. Spot the difference. Can't. I can't. Can't. Yeah. I love those spot the difference games at the end of magazines. They're so moronic. Like they're beyond. They're. Moronic. I think they're for children, right? No, they're for morons. Yeah, it's like her dress is green and then it's blue. Oh, I wonder what's the difference. But sometimes they do a very sneaky difference. So they have like ten differences, and the first eight are like, oh my god, I could do this blind. The last two you'll never find. Yeah. Why is it so extreme? They like you know. I think they want to stump you. Um, well, I've been stumped, Jacqueline. I'm sorry to hear that, Claude. Um, Claudeline. Claudeline Monroe. <laughs> um, other than Real Housewives of Orange County, I started a new book last night, which I just need to talk about really quickly because it's called The Inheritance Games. People were recommending okay, it to saw. me. So I was like, you know what? Rose Code was so good. Recommendation. Let me read Inheritance Games. And you guys know. DNR? Not a DNR at all. If I was 15 years younger, I think I would love it. But it's really like YA, you know, uh, series, like. Oh, okay. Sounds like I would like it. Yeah, you might like it. And I'm going to finish it today, and it's a quick read. And it's a good book. I'm just far too old. I don't know, like, who was recommending this to me, but it's it's in over me. That's too bad. It's a high schooler, you know, with other high schoolers. Oh, gotta Trying go. to do high school things. Gotta go. So, yeah, you might like it, but I, no. Um. But you know Today, what? It, it is an amuse-bouche, and it does make me crave a novel of a serious. more serious nature, which is what I was trying to get back to. Today is also the Sex and the City premiere date, and people are already chatting about it. Yeah. They say it's not what you expected. I saw a few headlines. One, episode one kills off a main character. They do? Mm-hmm. They didn't, I, the, the headline didn't spoil who. Oh, I mean, I had heard a lot of theories, so but you just a, basically confirmed that it's true. A lot of people could be considered a main character. No, but I had heard like one specific rumor about... Okay, don't say it. 
Oh my god, I can't two, believe you just spoiled that for me. Two, I saw a headline. You know, I don't know if I want to hear what you have to say anymore. No, this one's an opinion. Two, I saw a headline that this new reboot doesn't yet have the spirit of Sex and the City. That's what it said. Variety. Oh, I could see that. No I mean, spirit. That's because Samantha was the spirit. Like, was the backbone. Was the moment. Yeah. So you'll have to watch. You'll let us know maybe on Monday. I'm actually... I. I, or is it one episode at a time? I don't know, but I don't think all the episodes are out. I can imagine I'll be able to recap it tomorrow. Okay. Let us know. And I also have to finish The Sex Lives of College Girls. That's like on my plate right now. Yum. That's what's amusing my boosh. Yum. Mm, Delicious plate. <laughs> Theo is here. He just wanted everyone to know that he loves you all. And he's been thinking about you. And he knows he hasn't been here a lot. But that's because he thinks he's better than you. So that was Theo's message of the day. You know who hasn't been here in it? Ever? Ever. Brute to do. One it, time. I know. I, I honestly forgot that I should. Like, there used to be a day where every day I was like, is today the day I'm going to bring him? Like, thinking about it, strategizing. And I haven't even thought about bringing him in so long. I wonder why. Maybe next week, our final week of the year. Yeah. We'll it's have a brute do responsibility. Showdown. It is. But he's such a sweet love. Sweet man. Love boy. Cutest angel. Angel man. I think ever since Cheeto Gate. Mm, you've lost all faith in him. I just, we needed to get back to routine. Mm. We couldn't be, we couldn't be subbing in, so. Um, well, I'm ready. I feel ready as well. So without further ado or a brew, it is time for the Fast Five Stories that you need to know before you wake up and take a bite out of your morning toast. And today's episode is brought to you by a new sponsor, which might make the best Christmas gift for someone in your life. Luminous. We don't have a lot of time to get ready in the morning, so we're always looking for a way to put on makeup faster and easier. And it's also impossible for us to find the perfect tone of makeup or makeup that gives us coverage but still looks light and natural. That's why you guys have got to check out Luminous and their new Breeze Cordless Airbrush System. It's a completely touchless way to put on foundation fast and easy. No sponges, brushes, or fingers. It goes on with air and is made for everyday application within just minutes. With Luminous, you get three times more coverage with 10 times plus makeup designed to work with all skin types and skin tones their clean and water-based foundation quickly and e easily covers fine lines and wrinkles conceals imperfections and applies flawlessly so i've had many makeup artists use the luminous products on me and it wasn't until about a month ago that i got the handheld one that they um sent to us and it's so much easier than I thought. I thought it was something that like make only makeup artists could do, but you could really do it in your own house. It's extremely easy. It goes on very natural looking and it's just a really fabulous different way to put on makeup. They offer 18 shades. Um, they've got a color for every skin type that it said it has an 18 hour wear. So it's a water-based cruelty-free made in the USA clean product and it has an 18 hour wear. There's so many reviews. They're so confident that you'll love the product. They offer a hundred percent shade match guarantee. So if you've been looking for makeup forever that doesn't look heavy or cakey on your face, check out the Luminous Breeze Airbrush. It's a really, it's also very, not, not as big as you would think. It's perfect for travel. It can fit in your makeup case. It's about the size of your phone, I would say, maybe a little smaller. Whether you're updating your beauty routine because you're heading back to the office or just looking for a better, faster way to put on your foundation, we've got good news. Right now, if you go to breezeairbrush.com toast, you'll receive 50% off the airbrush system plus free shipping. And because you're a listener, there's a special free gift included just for you. So that's 50% off plus free shipping when you go to breezeairbrush.com slash toast. Don't forget, you get 30 days to experience the airbrush in your own home or send it back for a full refund. Makes a great gift for someone in your life, mm -hmm. um, but it's also just a fabulous product for yourself. Yes. Okay, our first story, Travis Scott is breaking his silence on the Astroworld tragedy. He sat down with with Charlemagne the God for an interview that is now on YouTube. It's oh, 50 see. minutes. I haven't watched it yet, but we have some quotes and... I will watch it. Yeah, I will watch it. And I just, like, it's one news that he did such an interview and two, here's right. what he's saying. Charlemagne is a good interviewer. Yeah. Travis Scott says he is 1,000% sure he did everything to help dying audience members during the World tragedy. In his first interview since the November 5th hip-hop festival that ended in the deaths of 10 people, Scott claims he didn't hear his Houston audience's screams for help as the victims fell into peril. He said, quote, I just didn't hear that. When Charlemagne asked him if he did everything he could, an emotional Travis struggled to find the words, saying, quote, everything I physically could, sure, yes, and if knowing what was going on, you just wish you could have done something better, but standing there 1,000%. 
He also insisted that, quote, I'm the type of artist who would have stopped his show if he was aware that concert goers were in imminent danger. He said, quote, anytime you can hear something like that, you want to stop the show. You want to make sure fans get the proper attention they need. I just go off the fans' energy, but I just didn't hear screams. I mean, like, you want to believe that. Of course, any human being would want to stop. But you see these videos where it's like you're literally looking at people and choking. they're screaming. And you're not doing anything. So... I mean, I have to watch the interview for myself. I have to imagine this is also a part of some big PR push, this new uh, legal defense that he has claiming he had, bears no responsibility. He had no idea that this was going on. It's all like a part of a big thing. Yeah, plus I think people are wa- are wanting to hear from him, and it's a weird position to be in because it's an ongoing legal thing. It's such a sensitive subject. It's like, you know, Alec Baldwin sits down, and it's like nobody wants to hear from you, but then when we do want to hear from Travis and, like, want to make sure, you know, that he's expressing, like, I don't know, the grief I and remorse that he should be. I, can, like, don't really need to hear from him. I'm, like, I, kind of, like, no, disgusted. Like, I, I didn't, I don't need I to hear need from an him. Interview. And is, I actually, when you said, I didn't know this story. So when you said the headline, I'm like, that's a little soon. No, and it's a, it is a little surprising, but I do feel like other people, that's been a lot of the, you know, chatter is, like, where is Travis? Why isn't he here for his fans? Yeah, well, I think that he handled it so poorly with like a couple Instagram videos and like an Instagram typed out statement um, on his stories, which just was not sufficient. And I think that was handled so poorly. I I do think that it's like a little too soon for this. Like people are still grieving. People are still recovering. Like I don't, I just don't think this is the right time for a sit down interview, but there is this like gaping hole from him. Like where the fuck have you been? So I think that's because his initial reaction Instagram stories, it's all, if you look at his Instagram, like you wouldn't think anything happened because it was all in stories. Right. So what would you have wanted to see from him at the time to be in feed? At the time, I would have just liked something more substantial. Not this. I I just don't. I think this is like a little soon. It's a little insensitive, especially off the heels of his defense. Basically claiming he has no legal responsibility. He's not responsible at all. It's just like, I don't know. I'm like, I'm just kind of grossed out by him. And I, I honestly don't need to see him, but I will watch for research purposes. But I like I can't be bothered to care about what he's feeling. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's it's an in, it's a weird spot, yeah. you know, because it's like you want him to accept responsibility, talk about what's happening, but, but legally then it, but he it, fucks himself if he and does also, that. Also, we also don't want to hear from you. Like, yeah, like go away for a little bit. Like we're still so mad. So it'll depend, like the tone of the interview, and um, I don't know. You read me like one quote, and it was like a half baked sentence. No, hundred percent. Like that he did as much as he could with the information that he had at the time, but he didn't have the information, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, and I guess, okay, technically, if you're on stage and you don't know all this thing, all these things are going on, you can't really bear any responsibility. But you definitely bear responsibility for putting on a poorly run event and encouraging that type of behavior for Cultivating an environment where that's... Appropriate. Yeah, no, and that's like the pinnacle of the experience. Yeah, no, there's like years and years of, of things you've done that I think contribute, even if you really didn't see anything going on on stage. Yeah, like the, things just escalate and escalate Right, and every like earlier time. in the day when people were breaking down fences, getting into the festival without wristbands, like you should have canceled it before that, like before anyone was even hurt. Yeah. So I'm just like annoyed with Travis. Like I'm really not in the mood to like hear from him. And here's the thing. I want to watch the interview in order to form an opinion, but I don't want to watch the interview. I know. You know? A hundred percent. What platform is it? It's on it? YouTube. But is it like The Breakfast Club? What is it? Um, I think it's Charlemagne's YouTube channel. Got it. So it is The Breakfast Club. You know, I just saw TikTok. This is totally um, unrelated. I just thought of Kanye because the last Charlemagne interview I watched was the, Char- was the Kanye one. I saw a TikTok that said LVMH is prepping Kanye to take over for Virgil. And it was like this what Virgil wanted, they had planned it before his death, and, like, they have share a similar vision for what Louis Vuitton, which, like, sounds kind of crazy, but also doesn't. That would be amazing. Yeah, like, I think Kanye has the experience for sure. Yeah. The talent. Yeah. And the closeness with Virgil. I think they really do share a similar vision. Yeah. So it hadn't even occurred to me, and it was, like, a totally unverified TikTok, like, no real proof. But the idea hadn't even occurred to me yet. That would be so crazy I mean I feel like almost the hype would be too much it's like Kanye makes a sweatshirt at the gap and it sells out uh-huh. imagine if he's making key balls and no, like like you wouldn't it would be it's 
like that's the sort of fanfare that only happens like once in a while for like a drop, you know, a mm -hmm. collaboration. It's overwhelming. It is a little overwhelming to think about, but I think that would be beautiful. Yeah, I don't think it's a bad idea at all. I'm here for it. Me too. But you'll never get another piece. No, never. Oh, that's actually annoying. Right. Everything, all these prices, this, what's it called? Supply chain. I can't live like this anymore. Like, shortages. Shortages. They're the coming gas. for your tequila. You know, tequila! Cream cheese this. shortage now. Okay, and you know what I want to say? I want to say one thing. I've had a thought about the cream cheese shortage. I blame the bagel store owners because they have been so frivolous for years with the cream cheese. Like, a pound of cream cheese on a bagel. Nobody needs that much cream cheese. The amount of cream cheese they put on one bagel, I could literally take and spread and make three full bagels with I it. agree with you. It's too much cream cheese for so me. So I blame them. But I'm not going to blame them. Like, this is their livelihood. There's I'm no kidding. cream cheese. And I've also noticed, because I actually have been buying a lot of cream cheese because I eat a lot of bagels these days, and there's always they're always out of stock on the cream cheeses that I want. I have to, you know, ad-lib. And, and now I get like... What's four. your go-to? My go... Well... Pre-pregnancy, I love chive, but that's just too much flavor for me now, so I've just been doing plain. But you can't even get, like, the individual plains right now. I have to get, like, a block of cream cheese. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's, like, a serious thing that's happening, and there's just a lot. And, you know, I just want to say, I don't want to live like this anymore. Like, I can't afford anything anymore. It's insane. No, it's... Everyone's it raising their prices. What's going on with you? Sorry, my phone is just... um. Like, I put it on Do Not Disturb, but I'm, like, so popular and getting so many text messages that it's still buzzing, which is, like, maybe I, they, put, they, I put you on Do Not Disturb. Maybe they think you want to be d disturbed. But I specifically told my phone, bitch, don't disturb me. But do you have this setting on Do Not Disturb, which I just discovered, where you could be on Do Not Disturb, but you can have your favorites, your favorite people, they can get through to you. I think that's important. I agree. I don't have that setting on. And the person that I just saw was texting me is not on my favorites. My favorites is only my immediate family. Right. Okay. But I think that's really good because that way, you know, and there's Brian. an emergency or something, like people can reach you. Yeah. I love Do Not Disturb feature. I can't lie. Yeah. No, it's it's good stuff. Just sorry. Back to the but shortages. I'm sure there'll be a shortage of Do Not Disturb soon, too. So, yeah. I just never thought, like, you know, the economy would be attacking me so deeply. Like, cream cheese. I eat a lot of bagels and tequila. Like, that's all I drink. And my specific brand of tequila is having a major shortage in New York. And I just want to say, like, I'm done. I've also heard there's a chicken nugget shortage. But there's yep. also, at this point, it's like, just give me a list of what's not, what Shortaged. there isn't a shortage for, because there's a shortage on everything. Yeah, and I just want to say, like, I'm sick of it. I no, want to go back to regular life. I completely agree. It, it ain't right. No, it ain't right. First they came Get for my... Get it together. First they came for my nuggets. Uh-huh. Then my cream cheese. Then my tequila. Get Atrocious. it together. No, seriously, the people in charge, like, seriously, do your jobs. Yeah. Fix the chain. Fix the chain. It's been going on. This The chain has been supplying for decades. I've had enough. We're in 2021, going into 2022. I've had enough. We're figure, living in the future. Figure it the fuck out. It's disgusting. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Jeopardy has found their new hosts for season 38. Oh, you know what's so crazy? Like, how little I care and how much I cared, like, a year ago? No, what I was going to say is, like, what's so crazy is this story and, like, this contest, like, has taken such a dark turn. Yeah. And it started as, like, this beautiful, beautiful tribute, tribute to Alex Trebek. And, like, and I think it was actually, was it last year at Christmas or the year before where he passed away? I think we just I passed have, the one-year anniversary mark. Okay, I have no concept of time anymore. Me neither. And so it's been a year of this hunt for a new host that turned into, like, this really fun cultural thing. And now it's turned really dark. No, it's a social experiment on cancel culture. Like and it's like, please make it stop. Yeah, just choose choose literally anyone. So we have two hosts for season thirty-eight, but they're not permanent hosts. It no, sounds like it's, it's just, just for the season, season which is just like Jeopardy. I know like this was probably like a fun game within a game for you guys, but it needs to stop. Like no, we're in this like limbo period, and what we all loved about Jeopardy was the stability it gave us all. Every night, same guy, same outfit, same concept. And now it's just this, like, toss-up, and it's really very chaotic. And in an un the unstable world we're living in, Jeopardy was the one stable thing we had, and we don't even have that anymore. No, and it's ruining the Jeopardy brand and, like, what it stands for and also what the host stands for, which was, like, this person who was, like, removed from all these partisan yeah. things and just someone we could all rally around. And now it's become the exact fucking opposite and it needs to stop. Who is it? It's Mayim Bialik and Ken Jennings shuffling... Okay, you know Thrill. what? I think those are both great. Mm -hmm. And I have said from the beginning that Ken Jennings should have been the the next host. It's a beautiful thing. He had one ableist tweet 
55 years ago, I could look past it. I really can. And he's addressed it a thousand times. Like, what should he do? You know, hide in his house forever. I think Ken Jennings is a person for the job. I've always thought that. I like Mayim Bialik because she really is extremely educated, but also famous, which is just like a nice little twist. Um, both work for me. Oh, and she's a Jew, which we love. Both work for me. I don't care. Leave me out of it. Ladies and gentlemen, this is growth because it used to be we couldn't bring up Mayim Bialik without you talking about the Lifetime movie that you saw her Oh, in. I forgot. And without you kind of like going in on Mayim. Okay, I want to say I don't go in my, on Mayim. I resent that because I support a fellow Orthodox Jew in the space who doesn't back down on her principles. I do not ever, ever clown no, on I, Mayim. I think it's beautiful. But I did forget about that Christmas movie she did. Um, and that was disgraceful to the entertainment industry. And she should be punished. Well, you know what? She's moving on. Onwards and upwards. It was a Lifetime movie, yeah. not a Hallmark. Yeah. That's what I said. That's what, that was what made it low budget. It wasn't Mayim. It was the network. Mm, Lifetime has a nice, a nice chunk of change over there. Not for their Christmas movies. Like, they know they pale in comparison, so they just throw some shit together. No, I think that they, they try a little harder than Hallmark these days, but they just don't have, like, that innate spirit. That money can't buy. That chemical, like... Like, Netflix has bought the Christmas spirit. Yeah. They found the price, and they paid the piper. Hallmark has the Christmas spirit, but they won't spend any money yeah. to elevate it. But that's, like, what people have always loved about it. And just because it became so popular, I like that they didn't change who they are No, they did at change their in a way that was very negative. But <laughs> it's fine. Not, like, negative, but just... They stopped trying so hard. Okay, I just want to go on record one more time saying I never clowned on mine. Like, I just, I don't want that to be my legacy. Like, who knows? I could walk out of here and get hit by a bus. And the last thing you said about your <laughs> sister was that she clowned on mine. Bialik, who's a lovely person. I didn't. I just really think she shouldn't have made that movie. Okay. And I think we can leave it at that. <clears throat> Maybe we should bring back Toast Movie of the Week for Christmas and we'll do that one. Just so everyone can suffer the way I suffered. N I think not. <laughs> I think not. No. Are you just ready for our next story? Sure. Dree Kemsley reacts to her husband PK's DUI. She says he was barely over the limit. So paparazzi caught... Wait, before we start, I think we should just issue a major correction of something you said yesterday. 0.08 is not one glass. Well, that's what the article said. Okay, because a lot of girls who are in our Toast After Dark group, they're like, my husband's a cop. You have to drink a lot to get to 0.08. But 0.08 is the limit. Yes. So you can't... You drink a lot and you can still drive? Yes. Okay. Yes. I would think, if I'm just like thinking what seems like a, an okay amount to drink and then drive, I guess it's different for everyone and your blood alcohol sort of and your body. It out. But I would say two drinks. I wouldn't. Like, if you I have, know you would say negative drinks and make I'll sure. I'll walk. Yeah. But. Well, not walk. I'll take a cab. Okay. But I can't believe 0 0.08, as people are saying, is so many drinks. It is. Maybe for a big man. Maybe, yeah. I think for me. I'm just roughhousing, and I also don't even drive, so I don't know or what I... Or drink. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know, you know, but just feeling... I actually, with two glasses of wine, that seems unstable. I Jackie, don't think I could do there's it. There's a girl on TikTok who, like, says how many... Um, she does a different video. She's like, how many White Claws will it take to get me .08 drunk? Mm -hmm. And she's, like, a tall, skinny girl. She has, like, four White Claws, and she's, like, over the... Like, hits the legal limit. That's a lot of claws. That's what I'm saying. But it's more than you think. Does it, is it also based on your tolerance? I don't know. It's very interesting. It's different per person, for sure. It's it not is, like a finite amount. No, no, no. It is different per person because, like, you have different height, bodies, weight, etc. But I do wonder if your tolerance affects your blood alcohol because I feel like I have a low tolerance. So two glasses of wine gets me pretty drunk. Yeah. So whatever. I just it, he didn't have one glass of wine is what I'm saying. Okay, but they said that he did. But he didn't. Okay, unless like this was his first drink in 50 years. Right. Anyways, P Dorit was paparazzi coming out of, I think, People's Choice Awards, because that was the outfit Or like she was an wearing. after party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they asked about PK's DUI, and she said, quote, he's very regretful. He fully understands the nature and the danger of drinking and driving. Then she said, he was barely over the limit, and he fully understands and reassures me that it will never happen again. When you read it, like the transcript of what she said, it actually sounds like a really nice thoughtful statement when you watch the video of her walking out in her dress signing autographs taking pictures of paparazzi like looking over her shoulder while also giving this half-assed answer to the guy holding the camera it's two totally different scenarios okay i went through a range of emotions on this because when i first watched it it was it's on our instagram page i watched it and i was like "Ooh, too soon and like who answers paparazzi questions like that about such a serious legal nature right. like that's kind of surprising and then of course she like turns around she's signing autographs and then i was reading the comments and people were like 
class all the way. Like I mean, this, she did look they unbelievable. Were like, this was a perfect way to handle it. And I'm, I'm like rethinking about it. And I was like, yeah, maybe it is better just to answer. You are asked a question, you answer it. She didn't say anything untrue, and she was very sweet to everyone around her. I don't know if this was a good move or a bad move. I don't think it was a bad move. I don't think it was a good move. I think it was a move. I, yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting move. Yeah. And it does sort of I like... I mean, I love the concept of tackling things head on. I think like whatever scandal you're going through, it's always best just to address it. Like, no, but sometimes you're on the side of the road being asked a question about a serious legal matter and um, you shouldn't be answering. That's true. Like the sensitivities. Yeah. So I, yeah. it was, I think it obviously depends on like the magnitude of what's happened. And I think if she was like avoiding questions, I mean, if she didn't answer the question, I don't think this video would have made the rounds. Of course not. Just another like failed paparazzi attempt. I just want to say that all the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills went to the People's Choice Awards and, and they all put together their own looks and then they got together for a photo and it was a full blown circus. Have you seen the picture of all seven of them? No. Clowns. Absolute clowns. First of all, did you see what Sutton was wearing? No, I didn't even see she was there. Can I show you this picture? I just please, actually want to get your do. genuine please reaction. Do. Please do, and then you can post it to the Instagram because our flow is going to get fucked up. I posted something this morning. It's fine. But, but our flow is going to get fucked up over the holidays anyway, so it's fine. Oh, here. Okay. Clowns. Just like everyone's on a different planet. And a lot Yikes. of them, honestly, I'm sorry, Crystal Kongminkoff, that dress, burn it. Oh, I. Sutton, burn it. Okay, here. Uh, oh, Kyle, not my favorite. Okay, yeah. Okay, Sutton, not for me. Um, Kyle, I'm over it. Garcelle looks great. Yep. Rinna, Rinna looks, looks good. Yeah, she looks I, fine. It's a lot. Fine. I don't like Erica's look. Hate. I like Crystal's look. I do. Hate. And Dorit looks like. Amazing. Yeah. But together, circus. Oh, for sure. Freaks. But they're not they're not responsible to dress. No, they're not, but they are there nominated for their show, like as an ensemble. They should have just had their stylist chat. I guess. Because this picture is clown central. And like I saw a picture of the selling sunset girls together and it And like, did they did their stylist speak? I don't think their stylist spoke, but they all looked like they were going to the same event. What did you think about um Chriselle's new hair? So I'm always down for a hairstyle switch up. Especially when it's like light to dark yeah but she had it was like two-tone in the front right did you see that i'm looking at it right now you got to zoom in it's like the pieces in the front were a little lighter than That's the rest the tiktokers are doing i hate that by the way if the tiktokers are doing it chriselle shouldn't be doing it <laughs> sorry neither should i i agree and i would say neither should you something so permanent that is so rude i know i'm younger than you i know and i still said it if the TikTokers do it, I can do it. No, something permanent like that. No, you want to get a pair of jeans that they're wearing on TikTok? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Anyways, but she looked like cute and happy. I like the dark hair. Yeah. I didn't notice the Frenchie pieces because now I hate it. But I love when people go dark hair because I think everyone thinks it's like more fun to be blonde. But most people I know look better. Like maturing is realizing you look better with your natural hair. Like most of the time. Yeah. I thought Christine looked great as always. Uh, actually, she's, I was not into this look. It was giving Betty Boop. Like she was going for Marilyn Monroe, and it was giving Betty Boop. I just think she always looks great because, like, she really can't look bad. No, she can't look bad, but she could have looked better. I don't know the hair. It wasn't. I wasn't living. For I it. know it's like not your vibe no, at all. No, you know that hairstyle like really triggers me. Yeah, no, I know, and I'm sorry that you had to see that. Anyways, before we get into the next story. Where do we land on Dorit speaking to the paparazzi while posing and signing autographs? Here's where I land. Tacky, but it works for her. I agree. And I, I think overall it's kind of a net positive because like now it's kind of closing the book on yes. this. This situation that started yesterday and ended yesterday. Yes. And she also has so much going on. Well, that's what I was going to say. Dorit really went from being completely irrelevant to, I believe, the star of this season. Yeah. And like given what she's been going through, like I don't think she needs to add more to her plate of things to worry about. No. And I'm all for personal responsibility. Dorit did not drive drunk. Lest we not forget it was her husband. So, like, maybe we should, I don't know, uh, be mad at him for it, not her. She didn't do it. Yeah. She was home. No, I, I mean, I'm not mad at her for what he did. No, but like, the public, like, waiting for her to get a response. It's like her, no, now, because she's more famous, it's like her responsibility to, like, come up with a statement. It's like, you know what? Fuck that. You didn't do anything. Leave it to your husband. Personal responsibility. Personal accountability. Okay, so what about Erica Jane? She didn't do anything. Okay. But she was named in certain lawsuits, so yes, I would need some clarifications on that. Okay. And I wasn't asking her to speak on Tom's <laughs> crimes. I was asking her to speak on her personal experience. Okay. And I don't think that's unfair. Okay. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> uh, 
Today's episode and Jackie's line of questioning is brought to you by Olipop, a new kind of soda. It tastes just like the sodas we grew up with, but unlike other sodas that are full of sugar, corn syrup, and artificial ingredients and aspartame, Olipop is made with natural ingredients that are actually good for you. So if you've been looking to switch up, stop drinking so much soda, or you're a pregnant lady who can't drink as much soda, Olipop is a fabulous alternative because they have amazing flavors like really nostalgic stuff, vintage cola, classic root beer, orange squeeze, cherry vanilla, and they have a new flavor, classic grape. Um, it's just like a nice blast from the past and they really taste very, very good. The classic root beer, there's nothing better than cracking open one yeah. of those. And I feel like regular soda has far too much sugar, but diet soda has far too many uh, chemicals. Uh -huh. And Olipop is the perfect balance because it's, made with good stuff it's not so sugary it's not so fattening it's not so caloric but you can enjoy a nice pop all of their products are non-gmo vegan paleo and keto friendly and the vintage cola has just two grams of sugar compared to a regular coca-cola which is 39 grams We've got a special deal for, deal for our listeners. Receive 20% off plus free shipping on your order. We recommend trying the variety pack. It's a great way to try them all out. Go to drinkolipop.com slash toast or use code toast at checkout to claim the deal. That's drinkolipop, drink, D-R-I-N-K-O-L-I-P-O-P.com slash toast and code toast. Also, Olipop can be found in over 6,000 stores across the country, including Kroger, Whole Foods, Sprouts, and Wegmans. Also, the variety pack is great because you have it in your fridge, and then when people come over, they think that you have, like, the coolest drinks in yeah. your fridge because you have all of these fun flavors. And it's just, a, it's a cool flex. Yeah. Next story, celebrity breakup news that we hadn't discussed yet, but Common is now speaking out on his breakup with Tiffany Haddish. I saw this, and I immediately thought of the toast because, like, I... I was very, very upset. He said, we weren't feeding the relationship. Common addressed his breakup with authentic Tiffany Haddish for the first time, saying their packed schedules and dedication to work ultimately led to their romance's demise, all while gushing over how wonderful she is. Mm, I'm, I don't buy packed schedules. I, I know, don't. schedules is never good, because if you actually really loved someone and wanted to be with them, you would make your schedules work. A hundred percent. And if Joe Jonas and Sophie Turner can make it work at the height of Game of Thrones and the bringing back of the Jonas Brothers, then nobody has an excuse. No, and... I think we say this every time. If Nicole Kidman and Keith Urban can make their schedules work, mm -hmm. both dominating their respective fields, couldn't be more different. These two could have made it work. Yeah. He said, first of all, I want to say Tiffany, as you know, is for me like is for me like one of the best people I met in life, one oh. of the best hearted and most authentic and caring people that I met in life. And that's what made me love her and be in, be in love with her and want to be in a relationship with her. He said, we had a really healthy and loving relationship. It was probably the most mature relationship I've been in. The communication, the respect, just all around. Oh, I really thought this was OTP. Like, the way they were so publicly gushing over each other, I was just really excited about it. And I, didn't, I stopped thinking about them because they were just like a, a stable a part scene. of my life. Yeah, Anchors like 100%. And... I'm fucking devastated. I really am. Yeah. He said, I don't think the love really dispersed. I think it was just like we weren't feeding the relationship. Now that I can understand. Like if you, like I do think when you are so busy, booked and busy, like you also need to put as much energy into your relationship. And if you don't, then yes, the busyness supersedes the relationship and the relationship will crumble. So, but why can't you guys just like, we love each other. Can't so we start recognize like we need to feed. So let's go to the grocery store. Let's get feeding. Let's get feeding i'm like i'm really like like was devastated by this i thought they were like a really great couple mm -hmm. well now that's that that's that i mean it's the year i mean every year is really the year of couples breaking up yeah you just hate to see it but it does feel like it's all happening like i get one lot and just directed right towards us yeah our fifth and final story is a little travel news <clears throat> let me find choose your key, key. <clears throat> it's the final story. Maybe if Tiffany and Common fed their relationship Somali pop. 
Corona beer, don't worry Ooh. guys, we're not talking about the <laughs> coronavirus. Corona beer will open a private island destination in the Caribbean in 2022. Oh my God, I love this. There's a new island experience for Corona lovers set to open in the Caribbean Sea. Find your beach. Plans for Corona Island were first announced by the popular beer brand in November and it is slated to open to visitors in the spring of 2022. The forthcoming hotspot is located off the coast of Colombia and is being described by Corona as a natural island destination rather than a party hotspot. Uh, sure. News release said Corona Island is unlike anything we've ever done before as a brand that's so deeply connected with nature. Question mark. What? I know. <laughs> we wanted to pay respect to and celebrate the natural environment that supplies our 100% natural ingredients. Okay, that's nice, but like, stop lying. You know, you just wanted an island for like PR and marketing. No, and I but love like, it. when I think of Corona, like, I don't think of nature, natural. natural. I mean, this is definitely like a branding move for them, and I think. And a you very know, they've good been one. through a lot in the last year uh, as the brand called Corona. Right, but I do think I usually would think of like spring break, yeah. you know, Panama City Beach. Yeah. So this is. This is an interesting move, and honestly, a good one. It's something no brand has ever done before. I think it's actually very cool. Is it going to be, like, you know, open to the public? You can, like, book a hotel? How does it work? I believe... What's going to be on the island? A hotel? Um, yeah, I guess so. I don't know. It's interesting. It's interesting. I'm here for it. I love brands thinking out the box. Me too. And... And Corona does have, like, that iconic tagline, find your beach, and other, like, bringing the beach to you. It's great. Yeah. I li- yeah, I agree. I like when the people do different things. Everyone does the same shit. Totally. The island will only be open to certain countries upon opening, and the U.S. Because is of not COVID? one of them. Because of COVID? I would, I would imagine. Oh, we can't even go? No, no, you're not invited. Sorry. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah, but pretty cool. Yeah, very cool. And also, the travelers who can go will have to take part to enter in enter-to-win opportunities, which include qualifying product purchases to earn miles, collecting stamps, or finding a golden ticket. So oh, it's like Charlie. It is. Got to like, get in bed with my like grandparents. Really Wonka. But <laughs> I wonder if you could just be like, I want to go to Corona Island. Not We're like, I want to take a trip. Yeah, not I have to buy like a thousand Coronas and hope that one of them has a winning ticket. Maybe um, like in the beginning, it's going to be like sweepstakes and stuff. And then like by the, when like all the excitement wears off, like regular people could just go and buy. Or maybe this is just like a limited run. Yeah. Do they buy the island? I don't know. Now, like I hate. Now I have questions. Yeah, I, I want it to be more permanent. Yeah, me too. No, you're right. It sounds like a pop-up. Yeah, and how do you just do like a pop-up island with, a, you know, and have accommodations? Well, I did hear Unless that they take over an existing Jeffrey island. Jeffrey Epstein's. Yeah, I heard it's empty. Stop. <laughs> but no, it's not that island. But No, it's a different part but of But a it. different brand, honestly. No, it's, it's all built out. I bet like it's cursed. Nobody wants to buy it. You buy it for pennies on the dollar. We should crowdsource and have Cam Toast there. <laughs> Same with his uh, New Mexico ranch. Yeah. Can't get rid of it. I mean, I... I'm all for a deal, but I don't think I would want to live there. No. Oh, even my like, God. Even if I could get a $30 million house for like a million dollars, I still don't think I would buy it. Mm. I know. I'm saying it's a deal. Well, at that point. We've got to be economical. But you could tear it down. I just feel like. Because I would never want to live in that house. Oh, no, no, no. No. But then like. But if you, you tore it down. Yeah. And then I have to pay f- to build a new house. No thanks. Yeah. But you could, buy, you could build whatever is in your means. So I'd have this 30 acre property and like a. Uh, uh, 100 square foot house how beautiful it's like yellowstone true um also we said we would keep you guys abreast and galane maxwell no one's talking about it but she's still on trial yeah all these photos were released um that became evidence just like weird pictures of her and jeffrey being freaks and the one that everyone's freaking out about is um them sitting on the porch of a house that appears to be queen elizabeth's house in scotland which is balmoral, balmoral. Um, there's like side-by-side pictures of Jeffrey and Ghislaine sitting on a bench where the queen has sat, which is disgusting to think about. I do imagine that they scrub the house down every time visitors come. Um, and a lot of people are implicating Queenie in this. And I just want to say, I don't think she was there with Jeffrey and Ghislaine. I think her loser son was like, hey, mom, can I borrow the house for the weekend? And he brought his pedophile friends. I just want to go on record saying that. I agree. That's what I assess. But there were some crazy pictures. And also like Ghislaine and Kevin Spacey, like in Beckingham Palace, sitting on the thrones. But again, I do think that was her loser son. Like Again, like, I don't think Queen opened the door pedophiles come in I think she had a pedophile in her own ranking and she didn't know yeah and he brought his pedophile friends around lots of legal stuff going on right now also Josh Duggar's on trial yes and they gave closing statements and a lot of people were shook that like it was kind of short and the jury is just like chilling yeah also Jussie's trials come to an end and the jury is out for deliberation we've got a lot of big jury 
decisions coming our way. Yes, and also I saw in a little justice news that Bethany Frankel no longer has to pay child support. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't see that. Why? I don't know. But I she's just, given that asshole so much money over the years, it must kill her. Literally. No, and I, it's not like it's all for Britain. Like, most of it is not. No. Like, when she divorced him, like, she gave him half Alimony. of it. And, like, she had just made her fortune. Yeah. She also just announced she's releasing a book. Oh, that's good. That'll yeah. be good. I'll, yeah. I'll read that. It's not... It's like an entrepreneur's guide to being yourself while becoming successful. I don't think you're going to be interested. Okay, maybe. I don't know about that. But yeah. um, a memoir, I would 100%. I think she's actually done a memoir. She's done a lot of books. Oh. This is just like a business one. That's like her thing these days. Like Shark Tank. What's, what's her show called? The Big B? Big Shot. Yeah. Big, Big Shot with Bethany. That's her brand now. Like business entrepreneur Shark Tank vibe. Got it. Okay, cool. I like that for her. Um, let's dive into the TV recap. Real Housewives of Orange County was so good, and it's brought to you by ZipRecruiter. Think about the major life-changing moments you've had, buying your first car, getting married. Of course, there's also landing that big job you've been going for, which can bring new opportunities for growth, higher salary, coworkers, friends, awesome new achievements. Whether you're trying to get your first real job out of college, achieve a new title, or land your dream job, you should go to ZipRecruiter.com easy because ZipRecruiter makes it easy to find that next job that could change your life. How? ZipRecruiter acts like your free personal recruiter. They, when you create a profile, ZipRecruiter starts working for you. They send you jobs that match your skills and experience, and they even pitch your profile to employers whose job match your experience. If someone from that company really likes what they see, they can personally invite you to apply to their job. So it's no wonder ZipRecruiter is the number one rated job site by G2. If you're looking for that life-changing job, ZipRecruiter is a game changer. They make your whole job search experience better. Sign up for free on ZipRecruiter.com easy. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash easy right now to sign up absolutely free and put ZipRecruiter to work for you. Okay. I thought this episode of OC was so good. Mm -hmm. It was full of highs, lows. When I tell you that when I saw Terry Dubrow come downstairs, like I was quaking. They made it seem like him and Heather were going to be like, please leave. Like I was ready for like the takedown of this woman who's been like friends with Heather for six years and lied to her. Now, I assume they wanted to save face on camera. They had been, like, embarrassed in their home because they were unbelievably lovely to Nicole. She's dropped the case, whatever. Even though I don't think her suit had any bad, had any bearing on Terry's career, the fact that this woman was in Heather's life for six years and lied about this is nefarious. But I don't think they wanted to look evil on the show and, like, displace this woman. And then they took all their anger out on Shannon and Gina. So I was like, I do think Heather's anger was misplaced. Heather's reaction was shocking. Yes. Like, I never in a million of years would bet that she would find out this information, take Nicole's side, and then banish anyone who tried to come to her with the news. And for most of the episode, I would say up until the last five minutes. At the lunch. At the lunch. I was like, I really don't think Shannon, Gina, and Emily acted in a nefarious way. Like, I think Shannon really had known this woman, is now with Heather. Heather's saying they're friends, and it's like, fuck, does Heather know that? I, I, was, I, my, I was questionable on Shannon's intentions, because you had this information, you wanted to rekindle your friendship with Heather, why not just give her that piece of information, either on or off camera? I do think Gina was incredibly genuine, and when she shared the story about the barbecue, I was like, oh, I understand even more why you felt weird being in her house. Like, no, she didn't I, want everyone to be laughing behind Heather's back. I thought Gina and Emily were genuine the whole time, but like, I really was believing Shannon's story, which was like, she put this together. If Heather knew, she probably wouldn't be friends with this woman. So like, maybe Heather doesn't know. Do I want to bring it to Heather and like bring up her husband's lawsuit on TV? No, I don't want to be that person, but this is something that's weighing on my mind. I'm going to get drunk with my friends and I'm going to spill it to them accidentally. And I'm going to hope that they don't tell her. But now everybody's talking about it. Like I, I really it. was, I could see it. I was believing Shannon. But then, and this is why Heather Dubrow is really, you know. The queen. When she said that Shannon had told her Emily and Gina aren't to be trusted, which is just a shitty thing to say. So it's like, why would you trust Emily? Heather found the loophole. Emily and you Gina with this information. And you had a piece of information. 100%. So I honestly, Shannon, yeah, it's over. No, I do feel like it's a little bizarre to me how, especially like Gina and Emily and like a lot of these women are so desperate to be friends with Heather. Like, Shannon when she was like waiting for her outside the kitchen it was just sad because like Heather is this new generation well not new because she's old but this new wave of housewives and 
if you ain't with Heather, like you're gonna be out in a, a season or two. And I also think they just want to be like cool with Heather. Heather's so famous. Heather's so popular. And it's like it's coming off a little desperate from a lot of the women, like especially Gina. But I do think like there's potential for a great friendship between Gina and Heather. I agree. It is. It is like everybody wants to please Heather. But I do think that Gina and Heather just had this really like instantaneous bond. You know when you have that with someone. Yeah. When she saw her earlier in the evening and she was like, I told my mom about you. And, and she was like, oh my God, that's so funny. I told my dad. And I think in that moment, Gina was like, oh, this is someone who could be a real friend. We just have that. And so to know that there's this conversation going around, like I just want to go and tell my friend. I never thought, I, ne- I thought. Sh- I was shocked when they were like, it's okay. Yeah, they were like, you sued me? Why are you in my house? No, right before they cut to commercial, Terry was like, you're Nicole Weiss? I was like, oh my God. Because you know what? I saw a picture of Nicole like back in the day. Irrecognizable. Two completely different people. So they, they really did not know. No, when Heather went upstairs and called off the cameras and went to Terry, like they sat down with some poster yes. board on an oak tag. Yep. Plotted out the season. How do we look the best? How do can we and you know what they looked very gracious they, they looked too gracious i didn't understand it uh, that was the plot twist of the century i didn't understand it because like i could understand forgiving someone eventually for this especially if the but lawsuit didn't go any but it's like you were my friend for six years and you never shared that you actually had a bad experience with my husband that is really weird it's the lying it's not the suing i i, I do believe her when she says she was like a young model she had like no no one to steer her in the right direction. And her lawyers were like, go after this big plastic surgeon. You might get some money. I can totally see that happening. For me, the real crime, it's the cover-up. It's literally becoming best friends with Heather, being in her house, hanging out with her kids, and literally never telling her that six years ago, you sued her husband. Right. And then without even having to apologize or explain herself, they just forgave her. But then Shannon and Gina get their asses reamed. Well, Shannon deserved it, but Gina, I felt bad. Like, because I do think Gina, I don't think Gina's a bad person at all. And I don't think she's like a shit starter. I think in that moment, Gina really felt compelled to share with Heather based on her own personal experience. And also, like, I do feel like I would feel the same way. I mean, the fact that we didn't get to the entrees and all that Nobu food went to waste and, like, the whole party was ruined was really... I thought Heather's, like, honestly, entire demeanor after that, like, I would have, I just... She could have done better, in my opinion. She should have ended the whole party. Like, yeah. then they're all standing around, like, the food's right there, and they're like, oh, we're not eating. Why? Like, what about a to-go bag? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I'm hungry. A doggy bag, yeah. Yeah, or, like, kick out the nefarious actors and keep the people that eat the food. Oh, the conversation between Emily and Nicole was so funny. Emily's such a queen. And by the way, Emily slid into my DMs last night, and... I told her to come on the toast like whenever she's in New York. It was just like an amazing experience. She was being so funny because she's really not like a great shade thrower. She's just like a smart woman who speaks the truth. And so when she's like, sit down, and she's like, I'm literally sitting down. <laughs> like, when she couldn't stop saying sit. Yeah, no, Nicole really thought she was doing something. And like, Emily's just like, takes no shit, but she's not like a, she doesn't have rehearsed lines in her head. She just says what comes to her mind. Right. But I would say that Nicole has even less lines that are working for her one no but i think she's literally rehearsed those lines like she had them in her back pocket and then she runs out of things to say calls her dumb when she's a lawyer and and then also go on a diet and tells her to go on a diet and that for me is always that is the unforgivable offense and mary cosby it just happened nicole goodbye i'm done with you i don't ever want like for me that is so low and so not creative call her an irrelevant ugly call her something more creative like I just, I think that is vile and disgusting. And I, like, you're in my book forever. I despise you. No, I just think in any situation, going after someone's looks is just... Tacky. It's, it's like, you lose. Yeah. But I guess you don't know Emily enough, well enough to go after something about her personality or her life. Right. And you know what I actually did really like? Dr. Jen, like, immediately got up and was like, I'm not sitting with this person who just said something like that. Like, I I actually uh, grew an appreciation for Dr. Jen. Yeah. Even though, like, I'm still... Even though I did fast forward through her scene with her husband. You know what? I I thought about it, but it was already too far in to fast forward. And I was like, you know what? Let me just see, like, before I jury, let me give them a chance. But... You guys, you can fast forward. Yeah, no, like she works and he, he the has kids the dog. miss her. I don't care. Yeah, um, he eats blueberries and now then he we likes also Brussels got a sprouts. personal scene right after that. Oh, with Emily and Shane. And I didn't fast forward that because I find them to be incredibly interesting. It was so beautiful, this scene. I, I mean, it's always hard, I'm sure, to like go have a date night with your husband who's already like not good and, on camera. Yeah. And to have a conversation. And usually it's like, I don't give a shit what's going on in your life. And like you're working and yeah. we don't see each other, whatever. But I thought the conversation that they had about faith and like Shane, Me being, too. Shane being like close to dying and like 
because he had his faith, like he wasn't, he wasn't scared. scared. And Emily, like being so glad that like their daughter has is like you know embracing. I guess she's getting Mormon. baptized, and and I guess they'll become Mormons because that's what Shane is. And Emily doesn't have a religious background. I was just like, this is like this is a real conversation. This is a three dimensional conversation. Yeah, and you know what? I actually thought it was very cool that Emily let her kids like kind of grow up and choose. Most kids don't get that, like grow up and she's choosing because like her stepsisters are in it like I actually thought that was extremely cool no and when Emily was like you know sometimes I get so angry and we've seen her get that angry you know when like Kelly Dodd called her husband like a loser or whatever she gets so angry and she has no outlet to kind of bring her back down to earth and she was like maybe because I don't have a religious background or faith in in something larger and I think that's you know sort of stymied me in my life it was just so introspective I was like no it was a real like conversation about like serious things about growth like it was actually a conversation I don't think we've ever seen on a show like no, that it was but it, it was so real and lovely and I, agree. I thoroughly enjoyed it with the sunset and Emily was looking like the snatcher. And the filet looked so good. And Shane is just so funny. And Shane doesn't drink, so it's just so interesting. Like, he always drinks a Diet Coke. It was just really beautiful. And they deserve to have, you know, some some highlight reels I just, after what they've been through. I agree. And I also felt really good about my decision to consciously stand Emily Simpson from, like, day one. Because mm-hmm. I just feel like it's really paying off now. I think she's in, like, the prime of her life like her marriage troubles are being worked on she had a lot of health problems with her hip and she's looking great like I just feel really good about my decision to stick with her yeah and I feel really good about my decision to not give up on Gina I agree and you know what I've been so pleasantly surprised by Gina she's really getting up there for me and even though this is by far not the worst crime Shannon has committed in her tenure as a housewife I do have to say, like, and I've, I've really supported her throughout the years. Because At her of, worst. Because of what she went through. And I, and I think that, like, of course, a lot of women, you know, a lot of women on the show go through divorce. They go through cheating. You know, they go from the big house to the smaller house. But I, I feel like when Shannon was going through it at the start, like, she wasn't equipped. Right. And we all had to, like, rally around her and, like, give her the yep. strength that she didn't have. Because some of the other women, like, they're fine. Yeah, they can handle it. They can handle it. And I felt like Shannon needed the support and she was acting out in all these crazy ways. Doing things that I wouldn't defend, but, like, I just, I'm not going to give up on our girly. But now she's in a great place and she has a great man. She's got the house and her girls are like Amazing. so grown and they're her friends. And she, her plate is, is a light. It's light. And to still be acting in this way and, 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 you know, after how many years on the show, not realizing that if there's something like someone's lawsuit in their business practice and it's, it's serious, to not go straight to Heather at best on camera, you know, or she could have done it off camera and given her a heads up. I do think that there's some shadiness involved and and I'm kind of leaving Shannon in the dust. No, it's just like everything, like Shannon's way of being a housewife, it's just so tired. Like, it's just not going to cut it anymore. Yeah, no, she's like making a mess and she's getting caught and everyone else is... is it's like they're all like now for accountability. Whereas like before with, with Vicky and Tamara, like it was all so messy. So Shannon was like perfect for that. But this group, it's just like not. Everyone's just being like honest and straightforward and mature with everyone. And like Shannon's just not cutting it. Yeah, I feel like she might get left in the dust a little bit if she doesn't change her ways. Yeah. So, but so it was a very good episode. Like mm-hmm. really, really good. I was very surprised. Yeah, me too. And by the end, like Heather had me turned. Me too. She turned me around. And I, I like that she gave Gina and Emily like the time of day. They went to lunch and I think that she realized that like, her anger was definitely misplaced by them. And she was just like wanting she couldn't yell at Nicole because she wanted to come out looking good but so she needed someone to yell at yeah and so Shannon and Gina it was but I just this the three of them at lunch I was like this is a team I can definitely get behind yeah I agree and it's clear that they like develop a strong friendship so I'm excited to see that it was really good yeah it was great um so that was the TV recap. Anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up today's episode? No, that's all she wrote for me. Thank you guys so much for listening to the Morning Toast, the Millennial Morning Show, where we deliver the fast five stories that you need to know every Monday through Friday on YouTube. So if you're watching this on YouTube, please feel free to subscribe and give this video a thumbs up. We're also available as a podcast anywhere podcasts can be found. So on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Public Radio, iHeartRadio, CastBox, all the places, wherever you listen to podcasts, find us, the Morning Toast, leave a five-star review about how beautiful, stunning, and smart we are. And if you made it to, this end of, to the end of this episode, congratulations to so let us know that you are a true toaster who listens all the way to the end. Why don't you drop a fish emoji on our most recent Instagram to commemorate all the fish that was not eaten from the Nobu dinner Heather threw. Agreed. Have a great day, everyone. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye.